0: game so let's do a bit more of a quick fire one person analyze the games the other two just give a quick one word answer one word brian one word first of all saints at the browns column over to you sir
1: yeah a game that's gonna take another one of those cold cold weather games and uh, probably if if it was the other way around i might feel a little bit differently but ultimately, Mark, uh, we hear of the little drummer boy a lot at uh, this time of year. It will be the little runner boy because Nick Chubb is going to play. The foot injury is not going to uh, prevent him from playing. And he will be the difference between these two teams. I have the Browns winning it and uh, the Saints will have some decisions to make in the offseason as to what they do uh, at QB and at head
0: coach.
2: We call them Browns.
0: Saints. Okay. Moving on. Brian, the Texans at the Titans.
2: Yeah, Malik Willis is going to start. Obviously, you touched on earlier Tannehill, you know, is the pocket passer. He's injured. He's saw the injury last weekend in LA against the, uh, the Chargers and he's not going to play Malik with his actually first game was against against the Texans where he did very little because he didn't have to because Derrick Henry ran for 229 yards in that game and two touchdowns. He's ran for 200 yards and plus, plus 200 yards, five games in a row against the Texans. And once the Texans have been playing really well, the Titans have to get this game. I mean, the fact that they've lost four in a row. They're still hanging on to the division lead. Even if they lose this game and they lose next week, as long as they beat the Jags in week 17, they win the division. So, but again, they'll try to win this, put the pressure on the Jags, who obviously will know by tomorrow morning what the result is of their game. They played each other; it wasn't even close. The score doesn't reflect the game. Recently, 17-10. There was a garbage time touchdown. Texans are missing players. There's a lot of players there, and the more, most significant player now for me is Damian Pierce. He's been ruled out with a foot injury. He's the guy, everything goes through in that offense. And I see a difficult day for the Texans on the road. Titans to bounce back after four losses.
0: Titans. Titans with some reservations, but Titans. Okay. Um, I've been given the joy, the distinct pleasure and honor of talking about the Broncos at the Rams on Christmas Day. Um, In thinking about Christmas songs, I could reference Gary Jules being at number one with Mad World. Um, But I'll go back even older than that. And number one uh, way back in the early 80s was the Human League with Don't You Want Me Baby. And the resounding answer of most NFL fans to this Christmas Day matchup is no, we really, really don't. One of the most primetime games. The only thing I can say is for a European audience, they've been very kind to us. Because you have no fear that in having too much Christmas dinner, getting a bit comfortable in the chair and falling asleep and missing this game, which is going to kick off at half nine uh, our time, followed by the the four-wing Cardinals at the Bucks, shall I say, for the really late game, you're not going to miss too much. Like, I can promise you that. In the Broncos or the Rams, you're not going to miss too much. Russell Wilson will come back uh Um, having rested, even though he had cleared concussion protocol last week. um, The Rams obviously have come out with some surprising results in the last while and performed a little bit better than people might have expected, albeit that they have so much of their stars on IR um, that it's very much a lost season for them, something that they were obviously hoping. The Super Bowl defending champions are coming with the worst season ever, of a Super Bowl defending champion of all time again start the season you can understand the NFL and the schedulers kind of going Christmas Day captive audience let's get the best primetime game Super Bowl winners Russell Wilson going into Denver box office primetime bish bash bosh everyone's gonna love it um yeah maybe less so now I would like to say You know, who cares as my answer to who's going to win this game? But I'm not going to be that mean. I am going to say that the Broncos are going to win this game. Their defense is still so, so good. And Russell Wilson, with a bit of rest, hopefully his injuries have, have improved and gets into a bit more rhythm. So I'll go with the Broncos to win. Broncos. Broncos for Colin Brian?
2: Broncos okay
0: well gentlemen uh we will keep this train going i feel like this should be a a, a a um quick fire game as well but i don't want to do a disservice to the cincinnati bengals you have um, there's there's the the box game as well uh, oh ju- bugger yes there is sorry colin thank you um the We have to talk about that one as well. This is the second half of the uh, sleeping Christmas day. You won't miss much of the box. Well, I think we can,
1: uh, for me, the cards are, uh, the the, the Rams are in a bad situation and they have a lot to figure out. The cards are in a a worse situation. Uh, They're lying about their GM, uh, their head coach, and the defensive coordinator come out and are like taken by surprise in interviews, Wish him well in his future endeavors. Hang on, guys. I thought he was sick. Don't know what's going on in the cards. They're down to their third uh, string QB. Uh, It really couldn't get much worse. They absolutely need to clean house. And the sooner they they do it, the the better. Whoever they are playing um, should beat them. Uh, Tom Brady gets lucky once again. Truly born under a lucky star like somebody else, uh, you know. um, So to me, it is indeed the books.
2: You're talking about cards, well, and has summed up this cards team. Well, well, there's a joker in the pack, and he's the owner because he he signed off on that contract for Quaid Murray last summer, and that's going to be, unfortunately, for the next head coach because I don't believe Kingsbury will be there next season. It's a difficult one whether well, they really want to work with that guy. Um, yeah, Column's right. The Bucks are not playing well, but they're forcing they're landing into this game. Um, no adverse weather conditions. Arizona, late game, Brady, Bucks win. Hang on to that division, mid.
0: Uh, it's down in Arizona, so University of Phoenix Stadium. He's played a few games there before. One turned out pretty pretty, pretty good. One turned out not so good, uh, as Brian well remembers. Uh, McSorley is the starting quarterback. Unfortunately for McSorley, I feel he's going to be playing McPorley, and I do not rate uh, his ability and the card's ability um, to, to play. It, it even feels like in recent weeks, I mean, a lot of their players are – not loving the regime there generally, and I fully concur if Kingsbury will not be there next season. Um, uh, and, of course, he could be McSorley as, as well uh, if he gets sacked by Devin White, Levante David, etc., etc., on that Bucs defense, who, in fairness, have been keeping the Bucs in games even though they've been playing an exceptional amount of minutes and time of possession. Um, yes, Colin, Tom Brady, is lucky. He's lucky with the running he's got this season and the Bucks. I still say, will win and continue to limp to that NFC South title. Now, I was getting ahead of myself and you're right to pull me back into that game. Thank you, sir. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself because I was moving on to a game I wanted to almost skip by personally. Um, if we can avoid any mention to Las Vegas, Uh, The Raiders, laterals, throwing the ball generally, I'd really appreciate it um, because it's still a sensitive matter. But I do want to do fair justice to the Cincinnati Bengals who, coming off a Super Bowl losing season and a poor start to the year, have definitely bounced back with a vengeance. The offensive line is clicking. Joe Burrow is clicking. Jamar Chase is back healthy. And they will go to visit the uh, uh, upset, shall we say, rather sore New England Patriots, uh, who are scrambling really to try and stay in the wild card spot, and not a great place for them to come out against this hungry Bengals side. Um, I'm not in the Christmas cheer to give too many Christmas references to this. Uh, Brian, I'll start with you, mate, maybe to throw uh, a bit of light on this, uh, illuminate this game.
2: This Patriots team is—we don't know what we're getting. They're so inconsistent. We spoke on Monday show about what's been mass and that crazy ending—is how up and down the offense was. You know they did very little in the first half, came out in the second half. I was looking at bits and pieces of of the stats for the season. Like they've been in the red zone um, thirty-seven times and they've only caught touchdowns on fourteen drives. So they're struggling in the red zone. We've seen in, even in the Jets game, they were tactical. they were moving the ball really well, getting into critical situations, can't get into the end zone. And it's, it's left them in, in a difficult situation and we've seen Mac Jones get a bit frustrated on the sideline. Their secondary, on the, from a defence perspective, their secondary has been really good, really strong. Secondary, only allowed 202 yards. They're holding teams down in terms of not giving away too many touchdowns. But you're going up against this team in the Bengals, who have won six in a row. They're Joe Burrow was on four, He's having, like, is he, is he probably playing better than he was at this stage last season. And the Patriots have lost three of the last four. The momentum was with the Bengals. This game really kind of reminds me of last week's game. Even the line is reflective. It's three and a half point handicap for the Bengals. It was three and a half points last week. And I just don't see how the Patriots, bearing in mind the difficulty which they've had on offense, can live with a Bengals team that I can only see putting up huge points in this game in terms of the numbers for offense and. You know, I see them getting into the torties on this Patriots defense as well as the Patriots defense has played. And I just don't see how the Patriots can can live and go toe to toe with a Bengals team that are only going in one direction. And uh, that's about it. I think the Pats have beaten them the last four times in July. They're actually four now against the Bengals in, in July. I think that's that streak is finally going to come to an end on Sunday. I think the Bengals win and put themselves in the position to be in the playoffs, depending on tonight's result with the Jets.
0: All right, Colin. Brian's being the Grinch. Come on, give me give me some Christmas good hope and cheer, please.
1: Uh, there, there'll be plenty of Christmas cheer uh, for the Bengals. They will be walking in uh, Winterboro land because Joe Burrow is exceptional he is a gifted quarterback playing at the peak of his powers and and they have an angry uh defender because if amaran said brown was snubbed dj reader my goodness how did dj reader not get a pro bowl not he has he's unbelievable he it is run stopping ability he is a one-man machine um and uh to me uh, for that, for those reasons, the fact that they are playing at such a high level now of Bill Belichick, I'm sure will look to to slow that down. But they have they've just so many options, and Borough is just so good. Um, and uh, I think, despite the fact that they are two of them at it, it's going to be a lonely Christmas in the OC room in New England.
0: Uh, An underrated thing, I meant to call it out last Monday when we were talking about the game actually, was that Marcus Jones, that dynamic returner and wide receiver uh, for the one snap, well, he had a few snaps, but the one touchdown he did against the Bills, uh, got a bit exposed uh, in his so-called primary role at cornerback. Jack Jones was out of the game. He was actually in coverage on the 4th and 10 play, another play, and then obviously mossed by Keenan Cole on the, you know, the touchdown that shouldn't have stood because he had stepped out of bounds. Um, so that Patriots defense, which if they keep a team under seventeen points, they were. Well, if they've kept a team under eighteen points, they've won every game seven and zero. Once they go over eighteen points, they're zero and seven. Pretty easy stat to follow there. Trying to keep this Bengals side to under seventeen points would be a stretch. And the only Christmas reference I can come up to is the number one a few years ago, if you remember, in a real contra uh, attempt against the X Factor was Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of, um, whilst not literally, certainly axing in the Name of, Matt Patricia has been top of mind for a number of pundits during the year and uh, for many Patriots fans in the last while. Uh, We will wait to see changes at the end of the year, but this game for me, unfortunately, uh, at least is going to be a very comfortable Bengals win. And so we have a clean sweep, so I can only hope for the power of our reverse curse somehow benefiting my Patriots team. But Bengals all the way on this. Stay ahead of the Ravens in that AFC North run uh, to the divisional title as well, which is critical for them. Um, now we're going to go to one more game reasonably quickly before we come back to your comments and thank you everyone for continuing to engage, throwing your comments, throwing your Christmas songs, bit of crack with us, it always makes it more enjoyable. Um, come to probably I would say the next two games are the most interesting and fascinating games of the entire weekend. We will start and we'll then cover some comments for the commanders at the Niners. Both of these teams have something to play for. The Niners We alluded to it earlier, and the Vikings are really striving for that, um, having already skewed their division, are striving for that number two seed. And the commanders currently occupy that seventh seed, that loss against the Giants last week, knocking them down the pegging. But they need to keep in the hunt. They need to keep passionately away on this because the Seahawks are sniffing around. The Lions are sniffing around. They are going over to Santa Clara, to Levi Stadium, to face uh the irascible uh brock purdy i mean you know when you had band-aid do they know it's christmas does brock purdy know he's a rookie he had another impressive game in winning against seattle no mistakes consistent does what he needs to in that offense it's almost like jimmy g wasn't necessarily needed column and i know you've made that point once or twice before um how do you see this one going with the commanders going to visit the niners
1: well i mean i uh, i think that the this 49ers defense are the the bullies of the, the league um they basically show up and they take your lunch money uh, and then they uh just beat you to a bloody pulp even though you've handed over the goods uh they they are fantastic and they make it uh, uh, you know easy i mean they, look talked about it mark um, on monday's show a little bit that the 49ers have done, I think, what the Colts were trying to do. They have created a system where it really doesn't matter who's at QB, right? They, they have a system there. They have so many weapons they can just um, and they have Kyle Shanahan, just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal mind. And let's not forget that this is a guy who has lost um, you know, his assistance over the, the past uh, few years because they have been uh, so good and they've gone on else, elsewhere uh, to do quite well. I think ultimately um the for the, the commanders the, you, you saw the limits against the, the Giants. And yeah, they're gonna point to some refereeing decisions, but ultimately they couldn't they couldn't get it done. And I think that this 49ers defense is better than the, the Giants defense. Um I you heard during the week, um and I the, look, the Commanders put out a great video around the Pro Bowl stuff. But there was kind of that uh, maybe got attention off of the fact that Ron Rivera got asked about making a change at QB. Um, and he said, not at the moment, which wasn't exactly a ringing endorsement. And there's a reason, you know, that obviously they they went out and made a move in the summer. That may have been uh, the owner. And look, I think the offseason, we're going to have to address that again, because that needs to change. Um, but for me, the 49ers continue um, to, uh, to, to dominate on the defensive side of things and they get the victory.
2: I took time now to watch our interview with Ron Rivera uh, last February when we were fortunate to, to have his time when we were in LA for the Super Bowl. And he, he was very non-committal in that one last February to, to Taylor Heiney. And what we're seeing from Taylor Heiney now is essentially what we saw last year. A guy that will come in help the team have players play for him which is very evident compared to what he had with Carson Wentz but yeah he's not he's not going to be the guy to bring them forward and I think it's another interesting off-season ahead another interesting off-season ahead for the 49ers because if Brock Porty continues to play at the level he's been playing in the three games so far he's strong for two touchdowns his, his numbers are very good he looks very composed uh, even when he's been put off by difficult uh, hits. He seems to step up. He, last week's game he was he was supposedly injured going into it. Didn't look the case. What happens come the end of the season if he goes on a real strong um late playoff push and potentially gets them over the line and into the Super Bowl, albeit we all recognise it'll probably be the ultimate Fortune his defence, which is wins them the game, he's still going to be the man leading them as quarterback. Anyway, that's for another day but it's gonna be a very interesting offseason now. I look forward to those type of conversations. For this game, the 49ers are coming off ten days' rest. They haven't played on the Thursday. This defense is, is firing on all cylinders. They've won seven games in a row. Um, uh, you've got a team coming off a Sunday night game, going West Coast. The upheaval of that. The only thing I could see is if they can stop McCaffrey, you know, the and, and put Brock Purdy in a position where he has to throw because they are top ten in terms of run defence. But I just don't see how the 49ers, or sorry, the commander's offence can do enough, like Colm said, going up against this, this 49ers defence. It, it reminds me of a guy, you columns talking about having lunch money removed. I remember going to school in town and a guy walked up to me and said, what size shoe, shoe you're wearing? And I said, a, an A. And he goes, God, if it had been a 7, I would have taken them off your feet. You know, this is the kind of thing we're dealing with here. <laughs> they, they go in, beat them up, I just call him said, beat them up again and then take the mick out of them. So for me, it's a, it's a, a very comprehensive win for the for the 49ers.
0: I don't quite know what to do with that story Brian, so I'm just going to just let it let it let it sit there in relation to it. And look, I'm I'm with you. I will say that my preseason Super Bowl pick of the 49ers um is still there or thereabouts. They obviously we know they're going to be in the playoffs, so they're going to have a ticket at the lottery and we'll see how it all pans out. But they're playing uh, quite consistently and conservatively. They're going to be conservative with Brock Purdy at quarterback, but at the same token, they have the playmakers. Kittle has been showing up. Christy McCaffrey, talking about Pro Bowl snubs, could argue that he deserved the spot over Miles Sanders. Sanders maybe had a better season on the ground in places, and the Philadelphia obviously are leading the NFL, but what McCaffrey gives you in the passing game cannot be understated. Um, Overall... Yeah, it's a bit more about the the 49ers. I'm going to focus rather than the commanders because let's face it, that defense for the 49ers has given up a maximum of 17 points in that seven-game win streak. That was even against the Dolphins. Do I think this uh, commander's offense is as dynamic, exciting, capable of dominating a defense like this to the same level? No. Do I therefore still have great belief in with that suffocating defense and enough playmakers on the offense the 49ers will go to an eight-game winning streak. The answer to that is yes. Yes, I do. So the 49ers to keep that momentum up. The commanders will still be there or thereabouts, but Seattle and Detroit fans will rejoice. Giants fans will try to get some more breathing room, and the wild card drama will continue anew after all the Christmas.